0: Welcome to episode one of the Flip Turns Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Connor, and I've been in love with swimming for as long as I can remember. Swimming has changed the life of so many people in so many ways, and this podcast is about sharing those stories to help experienced swimmers keep going, used to be swimmers to reconnect with the sport they once loved, and inspire anyone with how swimming can improve your health, your friendship, and your success. If you have a story to tell, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Stick around for the end of the podcast and I'll tell you how you can do that. Now, let's jump right into it.
1: Oh, well, before I started swimming, um, I mean, my youngest memory is I'm in a mist tent. Um, The philosophy at the time was to take someone with cystic fibrosis and stick them in what they call a mist tent. It's basically this plastic that goes over a bed and they pump cool uh, mist in. But, uh, and I'd wake up every morning wet and... Patty
0: Hood was born with cystic fibrosis or CF. Cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease that affects the lungs, pancreas, the intestines and other organs. But to manifest a condition, a person must inherit a mutated form of the gene for CF from each parent. Approximately 1 in 25 people carries one copy of the defective gene. If two of them meet and have children, the odds that any one child will have cystic fibrosis is 1 in 4.
1: Well... I, I had two siblings uh, born in the late 50s before me uh, that both died of cystic fibrosis, both girls. Um, they both lived past, uh, one lived past six months, and one lived past probably three months. Um, and the, the advances in CF and knowing what to do and just wasn't there. And then I came along in 64 and the odds were against me, but it worked out.
0: And when Patty was born, the life expectancy for a child with CF was only about 10 years. That's because the lungs secrete a thick mucus that's prone to chronic infection, which leads to inflammation. And over time, that inflammation results in damage accumulating in the lungs.
1: So after my parents had lost two children, you know, they're coming into the CF community thinking they've been let down, right? So here I come along, and the hospital hands me over to my dad in a basket and says I need an operation. And he, being a what, a 32 year old guy with a wife who just gave birth, had to drive me in this basket to another hospital. No ambulance. And then they did an operation that they did on my two sisters that, that had died. They did the operation a different way. I had meconium ileus, which many in the CF community have. And it's a blockage in the small intestine. And they had to remove that blockage. And in my two sisters, that operation didn't go well. And for me, it did. But again, I started out in a basket <laughs> going there.
0: So your parents decided that exercise was going to be some part of your therapy or your life.
1: Yes, their idea was, and it really makes a lot of sense, is that if I could strengthen not only my lungs but my entire body before I get these more damaging advances, which were, were or are in my future... Um, I mean, that wasn't disputed um, that I would be better able to handle it.
0: And so um, swimming was what they decided on or you decided on. Somehow you got into a pool.
1: I think they decided on it. My mom was a backstroker and um, my dad, even though he could tell you everything about swimming, uh, he never got in the pool. But he knew how to do it because he watched all the Olympics. I saw all the Olympics. I know how to do it.
0: Patty's parents took her to the pool at Heather Farm Park, where she met her first teacher, Winnie.
1: She just seemed, uh, she was very confident. You know, we just kind of, I ended up just sinking down to the bottom of the diving pool. And she knew that I was going to hit the bottom and just pop back up. And that's what I did. Maybe they don't do it that way anymore, but it worked for me. And uh, she just seemed like she knew what she was doing, and she was a very uh, uh, positive person in my life that I remembered her. I am smiling today, let me show you, today, let me show you. Yeah, I am joyful
0: whatever happened in the pool that day worked patty enjoyed all kinds of exercise and continued swimming during the summers she competed for two years in high school and after graduation went on to attend the university of california at berkeley
1: i lived with someone who knew i had cf we had our own apartment i would never have considered getting a dorm um, just again it's not the philosophy now where everything's kinda of open. It was more like, oh, I gotta do these treatments and I don't want anyone around. And, but I still needed to do them and I was gonna do them. So I had an apartment with a friend who knew me. Um, I did all the classes. I ha- ended up with um, a bachelor's in anatomy and a bachelor's in microbiology. Um, I worked in a research lab at Cal, which I loved, and I had a lot of uh, progression of the disease at that time where I ended up in the hospital, which was scary um, and kind of eye-opening for me as a person and even my family who thought I was somewhat invincible by then. But
0: Despite the ongoing challenges with cystic fibrosis, Patty eventually got married and she and her husband decided. To we have-
1: decided to have a daughter. Well, not a daughter. We just decided to have a, a child. And my husband was tested. Um, and at that time, it was very unconventional to have um, go through a pregnancy. Um, everything was scary. We didn't have a lot of family. Way, yay! You're gonna have a child. No one was like that. Um, and we did encounter some issues, but. We got through it and I have my biggest accomplishment that I call my daughter, Nicole. And um, from that point on, um, it was kind of about keeping a balance in her life while also managing my cystic fibrosis. Um, And then eventually I ended up with diabetes. So here we are, I need oxygen at night for sleeping. And then I hit, hit another point in my life where I need oxygen all the time. And that was a big mental problem for me. And I had to decide at that time whether, you know, I'm just going to sit in the house or, you know, just wear the oxygen. And that's what I did. Um, but again, it's, it, you know, the, the lack of freedom that's associated with, um, oxygen and the fear is just uh, something that, you know, you really have to just get a grip on because I would be walking my dog and if I took a wrong turn and I knew the oxygen might run out, that's a terrible feeling or I'd get so angry at my husband if we were hiking and he went the wrong way. That, you know, that, that, that kind of freedom is lost.
0: In 2014, while Patty was working out at the Renaissance, her local gym, she experienced another pulmonary exacerbation, the result of excessive inflammation in the lungs.
1: So I had the episode at at, at Renaissance. I had a, a, a certain treatment I tried, and that seemed to work things out a little bit. I tried to get back to normal again, and something just hit me. I just wasn't breathing for myself and I was using my oxygen my friend took me to the hospital I happened to be <laughs> picking up dog poop in the yard which is just something you know you do and no one thought I was acting right sure enough once I got to the hospital it just it kept going downward they got me through that without a transplant barely i almost died at that point then when they released me, it was pretty much almost a Mother's Day, which was fantastic. But they said they want me to try to build myself up a little bit, you know, so that I, I can get the transplant. And to me, that, that's just a challenge. So I not only needed one tank of oxygen, I needed two. So I had these two tanks, and I tried to do the same walk. And so I'd have a friend carry one tank, and when this tank got emptied, we'd switch. And I was able to do a walk to start building up again. I thought I was invincible. When I got the call, I was almost like, are you sure I should have one? (laughs) You know, and my husband's like, are you crazy? Yes. Patty
0: had her transplant surgery. As you can imagine, the recovery was painful, but the doctors wanted her up and moving around to keep her new lung working. That meant enough drugs to manage the pain, but not so much that she would be too wiped out to move. After a while, she was released from the hospital, but she still couldn't go home right away. Walnut Creek is an hour away from UCSF on a good day. Commute traffic across the Bay Bridge can easily make it two hours she needed to stay nearby in San Francisco so she could get back to the transplant center for checkups and in an emergency if necessary. After about six weeks, she was finally allowed to go home.
1: That's what we did. And um, so I I never went to my house for probably six weeks. Um, And that was kind of tough. But uh, again, the focus was on... Getting the transplant up and going and making sure everything's okay, and it was and then I I came home and Started back doing my activities and that's when I said that's when I found out about the world transplant games just by Kind of doing some googling and um, I said to myself. I'm going to get on the walnut Creek Masters
0: What's it like now? having healthy lungs you know how is it different?
1: I don't worry about getting lost, and and of course that's I don't have a good sense of direction, so that's a wonderful feeling.
0: Patty joined the Walnut Creek Masters to begin preparing for the transplant games.
1: Uh, I think Coach Steve has been kind of my um, kind of the biggest part of my swimming. He uh, I took some private lessons with him. I still take lessons with him to improve my stroke. Again, I learned to swim back in what the seventies, and so things have changed, and I'm trying to um always improve my stroke and he was uh just just good i mean he he told me something, and I was able to understand what he said and and try to implement it I don't know i just I just wake up and I go swimming and I know it's good for me and um and it's improving my lung capacity it, it's it also keeps your blood sugar down because I still have diabetes. Um, having a transplant with cystic fibrosis, the cystic fibrosis never goes away.
0: What do our lane mates think?
1: They know I've had a double lung transplant. They know why. Um, they're just very uh, motivating to me. They know if I have to stop on the wall for that extra bit of rest. I need some air, you know, um, but I'm getting better, you know, so um, my lane mates are great. Yeah, the whole team is great. So the World Transplant Games are held every two years. And so when I started swimming with Masters about 2016-ish, the games were going to be held... Uh, 2017 June in Malaga, Spain and I said to myself this is what I want to do I told uh, Coach Steve yeah, so we, t- we talked about it and I decided to sign up for five swimming events Well, my first event was the 200 meter free and um, prior to that That week, we were in Spain, and I I got dehydrated. Um, People with cystic fibrosis, well, everybody can get dehydrated in the sun, of course. But with CF, you have uh, part of the defect in the CFTR gene is uh, salt imbalance. And because of that, I wasn't even sure I was going to do the games. So after talking to the team at UCSF about how I felt, this is all over the phone, we make some changes, and then I do my first event. And it was great. I mean, I, I took first place, which was a big shock to me and a pleasant surprise. So, and then the rest of the meet had that tone all the way through for me. Uh, I think the hardest for me was the 50-meter um, butterfly, and I set a world record in that. And then the 50-meter freestyle, I also set a world record in that for transplant um, in my age group. But the 50-meter fly, you know, it's just it's a tough tough yeah. race. Yeah. So the outcome of the meet for me was... Um, Five uh, gold medals for my individual events, a uh, silver medal for our medley relay.
0: Her success was the result of her training, her determination, her parents, her coaches, and one other person.
1: So there is special rules to make contact with a donor. Um, We initiated contact. I did find out I had a donor who was a 34-year-old male. And I sent a letter describing my successes with the transplant, how I felt, and just to thank them for being an organ, you know, that the family carried out the wishes of the donor um, and donated this. um, It was the mother who donated the son's lungs. I'm just amazed at the science and uh, amazed at that. You know, people know that you can can take certain organs and change somebody's life. And I have to say, I'm very appreciative. That's where again Walnut Creek Masters comes in. That if I don't if I don't swim or I don't go back to Renaissance, if I'm not swimming that particular day, or I'm not hiking, I I feel I'm not um, really living up to what this. Uh, this donor would have wanted. Um, and even myself, I mean, you know, I, I need to keep these lungs as healthy as I can. And I'm, I'm trying to do that. I am smiling today Let me show you today Let me show you Yeah, I am joyful as the day
0: What a great story. Couple of things. If you want to learn more about the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, you can find them at cff.org. To learn more about the World Transplant Games, go to wtgf.org, and I will put links to both of those in the show notes. I want to thank Patty for her willingness to share her story on this first episode to get this project going. When I didn't really have anything to show her what it would be like. I also want to thank my wife, Mary, along with Doug and Lori Dowd and David Schifrin for their valuable feedback and encouragement on this project. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. And if you have a story to share about how swimming has made a difference in your life, I want to hear it. It doesn't have to be a dramatic medical victory. How has swimming helped you in your life? Health? Health? success, lifelong friendships. Here's an idea. Did you meet your spouse through swimming? How did it happen? For Valentine's Day, I want to do a compilation of those stories. Recording is the easy part. Just let me know you have something to share. Go to flip-turns.com contact and fill in the form. I will get back to you as soon as possible. That's it for this episode.